Hello bookends. This mini-sode will contain discussion of infant and pregnancy loss and stillbirth, themes which are covered in today's author's book. If you feel you will be affected by these themes, please turn off now and we'll see you next time. Welcome to A Pair of Bookends, the book club you can carry anywhere. We are your hosts and hopefully your new bookish pals. I'm Hannah MacDonald. And I'm Lydia Clare. Today we are chatting about Grey Skies Turn to Sunshine, a book compiled of empowering poems and beautiful, vibrant artwork. The collection explores loss, love, pain and healing due to the loss of a mother's first son due to stillbirth. Diana Malika, also known as Spike T, is a multidimensional creative residing in Georgia, USA. Born to West Indian parents, she grew up predominantly in Queens and Long Island in New York. Her poetry, art, photography and cinematography explores Tiana's life experiences, Caribbean background, the city she grew up in and the music that inspires her. For the last 10 plus years, she has worked on films, music videos, amongst various other creative collaborations. Having lost her first son during childbirth, She's devoted her platform to helping those who have suffered the same unfortunate circumstances and raising awareness on pregnancy and infant loss. Grey Skies Turn to Sunshine is her first book and is out now. And we are so excited to be joined by Tiana today. So Tiana, welcome to A Pair of Bookends. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so <laughs> grateful to be here. No, we're so grateful to have you. Thank you. Absolutely our pleasure entirely and I'm sure that all of our bookends will find some fascinating insights into this episode. So to get us started off we'd like to talk about the personal nature of the book. It's so personal to you. Can you tell us all about the project and the book itself? Oh wow, wow. I almost didn't publish it. Wow. <laughs> I say that I almost, I almost chickened out. I'll be quite honest. Uh, you know, I've been in the media and I'm so used to documenting other people's lives and um, creating art just of what I, what I see, but to actually create art or put myself out there to be, to, to become vulnerable is it's a whole different <laughs> ball game. And so I'll start off by saying that, but I was actually writing for myself. I was writing not with the intent of publishing anything. I was writing, you know, while I was pregnant with my first child and it was just therapeutic for me. I, you know, I've always been into creative writing since I was a little girl and it, it's just something, it's just another source, another way of, I guess, like expressing myself, but I had no intentions of publishing it at all. And then, you know, the unfortunate circumstance that I went through, I realized right then and there that there are so many other women and families who are going through the same thing, who have gone through the same thing and you don't really hear much about it. I feel like as of recent, you hear more people speaking about it, but back then, and, you know, I've spoken with so many other people who are older than me who said, yeah, I went through that same thing, but I wasn't allowed to talk about it or I didn't feel comfortable or I felt shame or guilt, you know, all of these emotions. And I was like, OK, this is bigger than me. This is this happened for a purpose and I'm just going to walk into it and allow God to use me in that way um, so I can help other people going through 
the same thing. Really? Yeah, I think it will definitely help a lot of people and it's something that's definitely not spoken about enough. Can I ask why, because obviously you're, you describe yourself as a multidimensional creative. Why did you feel like this was sort of the right medium to explore explore this this experience of yours that's a really really great question i just to be quite honest i was just following my intuition like I, I was already using i was already writing and you know i also i draw and i paint on the side and i was also creating that way it's just i kind of walked into it. it it wasn't like a i didn't really think on it too long it's just i feel like that is what i was guided to do and it just so happens oh here we are <laughs> i've always I, I mean i've always been creating in so like simultaneously in different mediums whether it's film whether it's uh video editing whether it i'm always doing something creative with whatever i'm doing it just so happened that i didn't feel i i don't feel like i chose it if that makes sense yeah and the picture behind you is what's on yeah. the cover of your book isn't it <laughs> yes did you design that I did everything that's yes everything that's in the book so there it's it's not just poetry it's also um original artworks whether it's digital art whether it's like a photo of a, an acrylic painting that I've done sketches and I even have like I when I was younger I had like so many journals so right now oh now I'm an adult I use like my the notepad in my iPhone so I'm always writing like little notes every single day and so there are some notes in the book as well just sort of like I don't know like a creative journal <laughs> that's what I, I love that I love that there like it's it's really nice that you've like found your own your own style and and I love when people play with form and style and I know that Lydia does as well <laughs> now I would love it if you could give us a reading of a first reading just to give our listeners a feel for your collection absolutely okay so this one is called one heart and i actually wrote this after i lost my first son and i became pregnant it was like a surprise pregnancy after and so this was i wrote this when i was just reflecting on all of my experiences and going through the second pregnancy and now i have this newborn so, so here we go it's called one heart i wrote it in bayonne new jersey i was living in new jersey at the time it was april 8 2020 one heart one heartbreak. I'm not sure if there is a comeback this time. Two months go by, then surprise. Who knew another set of eyes? Two sets of shoes. Two of everything awaits. There still should be two. Now there is two, but there should be three. Three of my little birds to keep mummy company. Oh, no. Wow. And so you wrote that in 2020? 2020. That's already like an incredibly turbulent year for everyone worldwide. So to have been experiencing that as well. I mean, how how do you navigate that? Like how? Gosh. Oh, man, I'm, I'm trying not to tear. I, I, I'm smiling so much because I'm so grateful and thrilled to be here. Mm-hmm. And in here's the thing joy and pain can coexist and that's something that i've been working through every day really you know it'll be as simple as seeing a newborn to this day i was i was shopping and i saw this this woman with a beautiful newborn and she was saying oh this is my first child and you know i'm just like wow that's amazing in the back of my head i'm like i never had that with my first child so even it's there's always going to be a thought that brings me back to my firstborn and uh, even with my son now um he's 
three and he's full of energy, full of personality. And I'm watching him, you know, discover things for the first time and going back to, wow, like how would it be when, if he had his big brother with him here, Earth's. You know, like these are things that I wouldn't say they're dormant thoughts, but they're thoughts that I don't necessarily bring out, but they're always thoughts and how I navigate it. Acceptance. I'm, I'm in the place where I'm accepting. I'm accepting this is what happened. And um, I believe that energy lives on. It's just a transition. Just accepting, you know, and just allowing yourself to feel whatever emotions it is that you're feeling. I feel like um, everyone goes through grief at some point in their life, but I really, in order to, in my opinion, deal with it, is to allow yourself to feel it and, and go through the emotions. Don't feel bad about it. This is what it is. This is how you feel. But just remember that there is joy as well. And and also focus your energy on that, you know? And also how I look at it is, you know, doing interviews like this and publishing this book, It's it, it keeps my son's memory alive, you know? And, that's what also keeps me going because I don't want to forget him. I don't want anyone to forget him. Mm-hmm. So easy after someone passes, if you, you know, so easy to move on with your life, which is great. But I personally, I don't, I don't feel like that's fair to my first son. And I do think he's with me, the spirit. <laughs> oh, he absolutely is. And I, I love that quote, joy and pain can coexist. I think that's a really beautiful mantra to live by. So thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. It's absolutely beautiful. It really is. And I think one of the things that I did find so interesting about about the concept of the book as well was this kind of mixture of the media and, 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 you know, you've got so much that is compiled together to create this whole. What was that like to develop and create? Like, how did you choose, like, this is the perfect drawing for this or this is the perfect photo for this? Oh, man, that's that's also a really great question. Man, again, just allowing myself to be connected spiritually in a way where I felt guided to create something. And to be honest, it was a little bit of fire put under my bum to say, hey, you have this date, you know? <laughs> we all need that. <laughs> have this date. I, I, you know, I set goals for myself and I, I did a show in London last month. Where, where, where are we at? In April. Yeah, it was last month. And, you know, Daniel, he put the show on for me and he was just like, all right, do you have your book? Do you have your entries ready? Do And I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So, I mean, I've had tons of stuff, but I, it helped to have like a goal set and a, a due date. <laughs> but also I remembered to, that authenticity is something that I've been really striving to walk in. And so with that being said, it's just me tapping in, uh, tapping in spiritually and just allowing, praying before I do something. I'm always being true to what God wants me to do in that moment. One thing that I wanted to ask, which you've just kind of touched on is, and obviously Lydia said before that the book is very personal to you and you've spoken about that, but it is a very painful part of your life. And did you ever feel torn about having to to sit with that experience to create this work? And how did you kind of protect yourself during the writing of it? Man, um, the experience wasn't easy. I I felt like the hardest decision was for me to make the decision to publish it. I I start I didn't start off with a book at first. I started off with an Instagram page um that I felt like I was writing my emotions out on, but I was very cognizant of how it may make other people feel. Even to this day I'm worried like I don't want to make anyone feel depressed or or low or anything like that. I'm even now I'm like I'm wondering is this book too heavy because I've, you know, I I I don't want I want to uplift people, not bring them down but at the same time 
you can't, you need to uplift yourself, right? And so I, at the time when I was going through what I was going through, I created this page on Instagram and I started seeking out other people who went through the same thing. So I, I wasn't ready to talk about it. I wasn't ready to put myself out there. And that is what helped me get over that hump besides like my connection and praying and really like deeper, going through deep reflection. It was other people on social media who was unapologetically telling their stories. And I was like, wow, if they got through it, I can get through it. And that was a wake up call for me. Now, the problem I, I I faced when I tried to do the same thing, there were some people that said, hey, you know, they'll DM me and they're like, uh, I think you should go to counseling. This isn't the right platform. And I'm just like, I get it. But geez, Louise, like, mm. and, you know, from church, I was just like, oh, my goodness. And I was I, I felt embarrassed. I was actually embarrassed. And then there was also feelings of guilt. Like, what did I do wrong? Why did this happen to me? Or why did this happen to my son? Why did this happen to my family? So. It was a lot of these emotions that were just, I don't know, stacking up inside of me. And I was just like, okay, yes, I do need to see a counselor, which I did. I, I recommend everybody that's going through any loss or grief. It could be grief over anything, a job loss, a friendship loss, breakup. See a counselor. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, It's definitely helpful. So you can sort out what what you know your thoughts in your in your mind but also be mindful of other people who are going through the same thing and do things like reach out in on social media just be mindful that everybody's going through some sort of going through something you know it was the fact that the other women that I saw on social media they took the risk they didn't care what anybody thought and I, I enough was enough I was tired of people trying to shut me up so it's like I'm gonna do this thing and that's what it is if you don't like it it's okay but that's a, another part of being authentic in your walk and that was part of me being authentic and to this day I, I think people are kind of some not all I have a lot of people who support me but there are some that are like I wouldn't be talking about that if I were you you know you'll be you'll be surprised I can get so, so frustrating as well that people like the fact that you even felt worried that you were going to be bringing people down when actually I'm sure yeah. it's helped a lot of people and brought them a lot of like comfort and and company I guess in you know in that experience of grief I know you know my my friend lost her her mom and her dad within the same couple of years and she was absolutely doing the same thing seeking out uh, grief accounts on Instagram she was seeking out Facebook groups where there were other people that have been through the same thing and I think you know that shouldn't have been people shouldn't have been saying things like that to you because it is important for people during those painful times to have comfort and and company in in that shared experience and I think you know it's it's combining that with the fact that you're you are uplifting people you're empowering people other women to speak out about this experience so I think you know both things can coexist it's not I'm just really annoyed that somebody's dumped yeah, them on your work they annoyed me <laughs> I was I, you know I was I was kind of shocked and it was just it, it felt like I I remember feeling intense pain after that like oh my gosh like you know it, it's it's crazy <laughs> really just a thought you know and I, I I don't think I can ever do that to anyone there's a simple unfollow, unfollow button. Yeah. <laughs> unfollow. Yeah. I don't have to agree with what everybody is or what anyone is doing. Honestly, just kindly unfollow. But that I do understand that if you do put yourself out there publicly, you are going to attract some people who are who disagree with you. So I understand that as well. You know, so it's just the balance of things and also having the confidence and build. And I had to build the confidence to put myself out there. And that's part of being transparent. It's being put on the platform so people can throw tomatoes at you sometimes you know? <laughs> or flowers, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 
Am I right in thinking that you self-published this? Is I that right? Did it. I did it. Yes, I did through Amazon. Right. Okay. And did you want to self-publish as like a way of of keeping ownership of of something that was like so precious to you, or was it what was the choice behind going down the self-publishing route? Um, money, <laughs> finances. It was. It seemed like the the most. It seemed like the easiest thing to do at the time. Right. Um, the quickest. Also, I had a I had a deadline, and I just didn't. You know, I'm a video editor. I'm a photographer. I I, I do write, but I've never published anything before. This is first time I'm an author, and I didn't really. I'm hoping. You know, I will get picked up by someone eventually. I you know I do hope that. And also, I chose Amazon because I've spoken with so many other people my friends, family members who have done the same thing. And they, they told me of how much success they achieved through Amazon. And so I, I just figured, you know, let me just, we just try this out first, <laughs> you know, but I, I am open for it to, to grow into other things and to grow with a publishing company. If you know, that is the stars for me, I'm open to whatever God has for me. Well, we will keep shouting about you. So people are going to listen. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> so before we let you go I just wanted to ask one quick question really and it was when I heard about your book and about the content of your book and stuff it really made me realize how little there is out there that tackles this subject mm. I was like I've never read anything like this before I've never this isn't something you see on a shelf and um, which you know and thank you for self-publishing because we need this kind of stuff out there and we need publishers to pay attention to the fact that we need these stories for me my, my my question really is is about why why do you think that we're still at the point where we're not talking openly about these these matters or you know do you think that that there's specific things that are in our way or is it just because it's quite taboo I realize that's quite a loaded question but <laughs> that is loaded especially here in the U.S. <laughs> yes yes we are going back how many years right now? We're still fighting, you know, for women's rights here. It's it's insane. Women, I feel like women globally are, are still being attacked, you know, as far as them being allowed to make the best decisions for themselves. So who are in charge? Men. <laughs> Why would they care about women's health, women's um, issues with pregnancy and you know, conceiving and delivering. And there's so many things, so many issues surrounding childbirth, um, especially in the Black community. You know, women here in the U.S. have the highest risk of mortality. It, there's so many things that need to be changed. And I, I honestly feel like there things are, are being uprooted. I feel like I'm hoping that in the near future, things change where we have more access to better health care and we have access to resources that we need and things like that. But the conversation is starting to happen now so you know i just feel like it's just old archaic rules old archaic men like my you know frame of mind that this world has been built upon and it's it's slowly being knocked down and you know it's a process and i really feel like this is the beginning it, discussion is the beginning of knocking down those walls i mean I, I don't know how laws are in where you where you guys are at but here you know they're fighting it they're fighting it the supreme court and it's just a discussion and, you know, voting is important. 
We need more spokespersons, you know, people to actually not be afraid and talk about these issues and just keep making it, keep making it an issue. Keep mm -hmm. talking about it. You, you know, just like social media, people are so quick to swipe left or whatever. They're not interested. But if you keep on it, you get, you garner more views, you get more people interested, you start um, inviting more discussions about it, more panels. I think it's starting to, I, I think it's starting to be put out there, be, you know, more public you're, you're hearing more stories about it now you know, like i the joint pain coexists book launch that i did in london uh, last month there are people who are in their 70s and 80s coming to me i was like we never discussed this you know so it's just a matter of people like myself who are just not afraid to have that discussion and mm -hmm. to bring to bring it to the tables and say, look, this is what's happening. There needs to be a change, you know? So I think it's both social media, both in the public and also in the government, you know, it's, it's a combination of both, of all things to stir the pot to finally get the change to come. I hope I'm making sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. In here. No, not at all. And, you know, let it be on record that if, and I wouldn't wish this experience on anybody, let that be clear. But if men were going through this, we would, there would be change. We would hear about it everywhere. It would not be taboo. And the same goes for the majority of women's experiences, you know, we're, we're taught to keep quiet and sit down and, and enough of that, you know. And I, and I think that's why representation is so important because, you know, if there were people there were women, there were black women, you know, in their roles, you know, they wouldn't be pushing these things back how many years, you know, and it's just, it's so, obviously we're from the UK, but to watch everything that's happened in, in the US in the last few years, it's just devastating. We will. Yeah. But thank you because it's people like you, it's the courage that you guys take and the steps that you guys take I mean you paved the way for the hundreds of thousands of women behind you that needed a place to go yeah so thank you for that because you know we need books like this we really do yes and we need platforms like yours so thank you <laughs> those discussions so I I appreciate you and I'm so grateful um to be a guest on your show and no. Thank you. We would love to have another reading from you before we let you go. Would that be okay? Absolutely. That'll be fine. I'm, I'm going to read. Hmm. I'm going to read this one. I think this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Don't Stay Quiet. I wrote this in Queens, New York, and this was the same year that I lost my first son, but I was also pregnant with my second son. So this was in September 2019. Here we go. I was so quiet before but now I realized how selfish it was to stay that way. Took the time to begin healing, but my heart's desire to empower kept ringing in my brain. How many out there cry themselves to sleep, painting a smile over what lies beneath? How many have tried to stay positive through the rain, but continue to blame themselves while silently going insane? How many tried hard to put the pieces back together. How many find it hard to come back to center? Sis, I'm with you every step of the way. Take my shoulder, I'll take your tears. Our struggles won't go in vain. These little perfect humans, their souls are still with us, encouraging every step that we take. Let's lift each other up, express empathy, send encouraging words to fuel us each day, Come lay down or sit with me while I say, Sis, 
I love you. I can feel your pain as you do mine. But remember God's promise. There's always a rainbow after the rain. Keep looking to the divine. Turn your face towards the sunshine. That's really <laughs> beautiful. I think that's the first time I've cried on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you just got a tear <laughs> for me. I was uh, messaging my agent last night saying oh that there was a a script I had through for a self tape and I said oh I really struggle when it tells me to cry and here I am crying freely on camera (laughs) he's gonna be like you lied to me That was really, really beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just in awe. I'm really in awe. And I'm so pleased that we got you on the podcast. So thank you so, so much for joining us, Tiana. It's been wonderful talking to you and hearing your words. Is there anything that you want to share with us or our listeners before you, before we let you go? Yes. Um, follow me on Instagram. I love Tiana. That's at the at sign. L O V E T I A. N-N-A-H. And you can also go to the website to see what, what the book is all about. That's grayskiesturntosunshine.com. And you can also uh, find the book on Amazon, grayskiesturntosunshine, and that's sunshine, S-O-N-S-H-I-N-E. And I will include a link in the show notes to your book as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate you all. And I also have some projects that are coming up later. I I don't want to give too much away, but there are some additions that I plan on doing to this book. So... Amazing. Well, if we, if you uh, ever want to come back and see us, we would quite gladly have you. But thank you so much for joining us today, Tiana. It's just, but yeah, it's been so lovely speaking to you. And like I said, hearing your work and listeners, please do go give Tiana a follow and please buy her wonderful book. Um, yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. This great guys turn to sunshine. Go buy it. <laughs> thank you so much and goodbye. Thank you. Bye. I appreciate you. <laughs>